Welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. Dave, I, I was thinking about this whole Russia-Ukrainian war that's going on. What? There's what? a war going on? <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Get out! Yeah. <laughs> so Putin's uh, uh, putting the pedal to the metal, huh? Yeah. Well, it just kind of made me think about, you know, like old shows, that, like the Red Dawn oh. you know, movies we talked about last, um, a couple podcasts ago, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what it would be like if if war came to us or if we were in Ukraine or, you know, having to deal with that sort of thing. And uh, and it just seems like... It'd be terror. Yeah, it'd be terror. Because people are hiding in subways. They're, you know, there's shelling going on. There's, uh, you know, a loss of electricity and other services. And, right. you know, so I thought it would be kind of an odd thing to live through. Very I, I watched um, years ago, I'm going to get this wrong, I'm sure, but 2016-ish, mm-hmm. Ukraine was going through some stuff then, too, and there was fighting in the streets. And Was that the Crimea um, thing? It had to do with, like, NATO and stuff, I think. I, I wonder I, if that's... Uh, I'm not so up on it. Well, it was... I, I am a person then. It's not, it's not very uh, healthy for me, but... I'm a what-if kind of a person. Like, well, what if that happens to me, and I, I should mm. prepare? And, and I'm watching it in terror. Because I think uh, I'm watching what's going on in our city. It's just pretend it's my city. And there's these uh, group of friends. You know, you're talking like Red Dawn kind of a thing. Yeah. And they're out in the city by a telephone pole. And they're hiding behind uh, like garbage can freaking lids. And they're wearing helmets, bicycle, motorcycle helmets. And then there's, they're huddled up. And there's shots being fired. And then one guy... Phew, got shot and he falls backwards and their quote friends are turn around and or family are, are now you know having to you know take care of the person their friend mm-hmm. that just got shot and probably dying right there mm-hmm. and that's real life i know we're sitting there watching on tv and and reality seems like well it's on tv it doesn't it's hard to uh take it in sometimes but when you sit there and try to put it yourself in their shoes it's terrifying. And mind you, I'm not even there. I'm just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, you're only thinking about it. Think of what they're going through. And I think about this last few years, we've had a lot of things happen in our country that was kind of getting me concerned about those things can happen. People, uh, you know, uh, you know, rioting and, and attacking people in cars just for driving. Yeah. They don't even know if they're, if they're on your side or not. And they're attacking you because they just think you're an enemy. And you have to start thinking about what am I going to do to defend myself, prepare for this to happen to me. People out here start starting fires, mm-hmm. burning places down. And um, well, what are you yeah. going to do? You're going to have to do, you know, I had to go buy some extra hoses and sprinklers and keep them running out front in mm-hmm. case somebody throws a freaking Molotov cocktail out in my front yard. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, it was, was it the summer before last yeah that we had all these fires that were going on going on in oregon people were taking pop shots at propane tanks so i had to move my trailer in front of a propane tank because uh-huh. you can see it from the street yeah you know stupid things like that mm-hmm. but what if i'm, I'm and, and, and it takes up a lot of my time and and so i'm a relatively prepared human being because of that mm-hmm. um and god forbid i would ever have to use any of the stuff i have ever put you know in in place but um you know, you never know. I'd rather I'd rather uh, have it and not need it than mm-hmm. need it and not have it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were talking about the the numbers in Russia and Ukraine. They 
And of course, we don't know how accurate this stuff is because it's extreme. If you got it <laughs> off the internet, dude, it is dead accurate. <laughs> um, because yeah, I don't really know. Um, how, some how many... of the some of the estimates it says from the Ukrainian soldiers that have died, right around twenty eight hundred. Mm. It's probably a little bit higher um, now that I mean by the time this thing airs, but and Russia's lost two. And then, yeah, Russia's lost two people. Two people. They're, but, but they're only wounded. <laughs> and they didn't speak Russian, so. Um, uh, Russia, the estimate is uh, 9.2, or uh, why do they put 9.2 thousand? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say it's 9,200. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and the funny thing about that is, is, is there's so much hate to use the word because you know it's overused but disinformation about it Mm -hmm. and it makes sense though because you know during wars there's a lot of fake stuff going on yeah people used to make fake propaganda fake tanks just to fool the other the enemy thinking there's more tanks and it's just cardboard yeah and you know you know it makes sense why russia would say because i only heard that there was only a few hundred Mm -hmm. and russia was saying it was like uh like 900 versus 9,000. We lost Jimmy and John. That's it. <laughs> I can show you who they are. But that, um, that, that's, it makes sense. You know, might put more fear into the other side. And mm-hmm. the other side might say that there was a lot more that they killed to put fear in the other side, you know. But so I could understand why you could say, well, I'm not too sure if this is accurate because yeah. there's reason for it to not be accurate. Yeah. Well, they also have listed here 939 armored vehicles and 251 tanks lost. Well, you know, that's good. That seems pretty significant. And how do you hide those numbers? You know, I mean, sure, you can exaggerate stuff without people, you know, verifying. But um, but that that seems pretty high. 900 armored vehicles? That seems really high. Well, I know we mentioned it a little bit before, but, you know, if it was the Russia stuff, that makes sense because their their stuff isn't very good quality. You start it up, it'll probably blow up, (laughs) you know, a third of the time. I just find it interesting how uh, dated their tactics and their technology seems to be like I, I always thought Russia was in competition with the United States in um in in how uh, let's say you know high tech their stuff is how accurate they can fire a missile or how uh, their defenses are or, or their tanks or mm. their radar or whatever other sensors that they might have but I I'm based on this I mean if the U.S. I mean not that the U.S. would probably do something like this but if the U.S. did well, I can't say that. I mean, think about Iraq, right? When we went in there, it was very, like, precise. Afghanistan, very precise. Like, yeah. our missiles, we can shoot through a window and hit the target yeah. behind, you know, a wall. Right, yeah. <laughs> and we have the technology to really get, if, for instance, if we hit civilians, it's generally not because it was an accident that the rock or the, the, the rocket hit that location, it was because the intelligence was bad and, and what was at that location wasn't what we expected. Or they just calculated, like, yeah, we could, uh, that's, yeah. We, but, I mean, we it was very, yeah, but, I mean, we're very precise. We, yeah. a lot of things are planned out. I don't think that, well, think about this. The United States would not be pleased with, you know, 9,000 soldiers dead. No, that's, yeah. That, I mean, you'd that's think. a huge, um casualties yeah for us. Uh, i can't remember i mean in the 20 years of of um afghanistan i don't know if we were over five thousand soldier soldiers right. were we uh, i i thought it uh i'd have to i'd have I to know Google a thousand I, if i think about a thousand people are that's a lot but but in 20 in, years in, in, in a war mm-hmm. 
yeah, it, it was very low. I don't think it was considering it's a war, you know. Um, yeah, I don't think it was that high. Yeah. But I can't, I can't say off the top of my head what it was. I mean, there was a lot of um, wounded for sure. But, yeah. But, but deaths was not... Seems like that they're getting hit pretty heavy and hard right now. Yeah. Well, in, in Ukraine, you think about it, you know, they, they're getting invaded. So it's not like they're going someplace else. They're, they've got their own defenses and, and they're kind of hunkered in. And it sounds like they were handing out weapons and stuff to their, their yeah. population. Yeah. United States, we already have ours. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if you think about it, if we were to be invaded in some way, uh, there's a, there's a pretty good chance that we wouldn't have to receive weapons from the government <laughs> because we have so many. It would almost make me wonder the the government would be like, you guys need to turn in your ammo. We're running low on ammo. <laughs> yeah. We need to turn them in. We are going to confiscate 30% of all your boys' ammo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they... Yeah, we might have to donate to the government <laughs> to survive. <laughs> Suckers. No, I mean, they're pretty well armed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they get the majority of all the ammo is made, mm-hmm. so we get the leftovers. Yeah, but it, it does make me wonder, though, what what kind of stuff we would have to, have to deal with. Um, I've been watching, well, I've always been fascinated with, you know, survival shows, mm-hmm. and I've been watching Naked and Afraid mm-hmm. a lot lately. Yeah. Maybe this like, is where... <laughs> yeah, I like watching Alone. That's a great one, yeah. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. And uh, I liked how they Bear, make it happen. I liked Bear Girls too. Um, you know, the, of course, the the style of um, you know how they edit the shows and how they put stuff together. Sometimes that is irritating to me. I like to see more of the survival stuff. I don't mm-hmm. like like with Naked and Afraid. Sometimes there's just too much of the personality conflicts. And that kind right. of irritates There's drama me. in there. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that part. That's what I liked about Alone is, well, you're alone. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the conflicts come when they have their own personality conflicts within themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's quite interesting that way. Mm-hmm. But there's also no, um, there's no people holding cameras either. They're doing it on their own. And, um, and it's, it's pretty raw. I like yeah. their grills a lot, but it's just a bummer. Just don't, how about this? Just don't look at any behind the scenes thing. It'll, it'll, Is that right? ruin, it'll ruin it. Ma- magic. Yeah. <laughs> to see how, how brutal he's really having it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not so much. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he talks, but the he's talk a during the show. Yeah. And, and, uh, he had, and he shares a lot of information that you could do. So, you know, beer grills will probably tell you every other weekend, sit there and have a cup of piss. <laughs> just get prepared. You don't know if you're going to be running out of water. Uh-huh. It could get you through. And then, like when it was, it was the first time I seen anybody really do it when mm-hmm. he was like going across the desert mm-hmm. and he takes his shirt off and he whizzes on it and then wraps around his head. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I guess in extreme circumstances, good to know. Yeah, that's so funny. I do remember that. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, well. <laughs> mm, it's so gross. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, there was another, there was another one where it was two guys and, and I know it irritates you for me like to say but one of the guys reminded me of you damn it but, scott but he was it's because he was kind of a a, a big guy yeah, you fat. know walk walk no no, no he definitely teasing. wasn't but he'd walk around you know barefoot like yeah, yeah, I know all exactly the time you're talking about, yeah, yeah i can't remember the name of that show um but there's two guys one was like an army ranger and then the other one is kind of like a uh i want to say like a hippie uh survivalist yeah, yeah. uh you know both have their different styles and i enjoyed watching that show because there was more like survival type stuff even though they had different styles of how they would do it completely yeah uh but that actually that's one of the things about the naked and afraid that i think i would struggle with 
is the walking around without anything covering your feet. Yeah. Uh, my feet don't see the, the, the sun very often. <laughs> yeah. That would be the first thing I ever do. And I, mm-hmm. it blows me away that a lot of those shows, cause I've watched outside of the latest, uh, one probably I've watched all of them mm-hmm. and it's like, guys, take care of your feet first, my gosh, yeah. you know, and then you're whacker. <laughs> Last thing you need to is get hung up on a twig or a branch or get that, some stinging nettles on there. I was, I was watching, it's not like an outtakes, but it's like a funny compilation video that they put out. And one of them, uh, yeah, I guess he got like a bug bite or something down in the nether regions and, uh, they were making fun, like his partner, she was making fun of, you know, him being the, you know, I think it was a, a double-headed penis or yep, something. <laughs> I remember that one. Yep. <laughs> but but he but they, the way they were talking was like this is no big deal. You know, uh, you got to be separate from civilization to talk to have those conversations, right? Right. I mean, how I mean, we have that kind of conversation with my wife? You know, it's like uh, oh man, there's something jacked up there. Do you mind taking a look? No, I'm not going to take a look. That sounds like a you problem, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You go deal with that on your own. Yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, so thinking about like the, uh, you know, war torn areas, um, I, I wonder like the, the survival becomes different because if you if you're like a, a city dweller and you've lost electricity, you've lost generally, you know, services that you would normally expect in, in a city, you know, how do you what do you do? Do you just sit there well, you or do you exit? You try and head for the hills. Well, see. All right. So that's funny you mentioned that. So I know a bunch of people that are you know, diehard, you know, uh, bug out people. And oh, yeah. Every one of them says, I'm heading for the hills. Well, guess what? <laughs> Everybody's going to be up the freaking hills. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know what's going to happen? <laughs> people are going to own those hills, and they're going to be off in our own. They're not going to say, oh, good to see you. Good. Let's go, guys. Mm-hmm. No, they're going to be holding down their own area. Conflict on the hill. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And guess what? And it's not just an American thing. It's a human thing. People are going to take your shit. Yeah. Because they don't have enough shit. Mm-hmm. And so that's plan like C for me. You know, if you have, that's like, you have to be, for me, it's not like if shit hits the fan, I'm going to go there. Mm-hmm. It's if I have to get pushed out of my area, then I'll have to have a path there, you know, or something similar to that, you know, or, mm-hmm. and, and, um, and not just, you know, the first 25% of the hills. I mean, you just go. Yeah. You go until you pass the freaking mountain goats, kick them off a cliff and you keep going, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, uh, because you got to get away from people in general, because, you know, this is, a, there's some truth to it, but like, like, uh, the walking dead, mm-hmm. it's kind of a goodish example because it's the end of the world situation. But mm-hmm. when they find they have enough, um, um, enemies out there, all those millions of walking dead mm-hmm. and what they do is they find another human being which is rare, and they fight and kill each other and take their shit. Yeah. And you kind of have to make sure you're cautious and careful about that. And so... Isn't that something? Yeah. Because there's some truth to that. I think there is truth to that. I mean, even even today, there's Mm -hmm. tribalism, you know, depending on... I mean... I mean, have you seen somebody when somebody took somebody's parking spot? <laughs> they'll lose their shit. <laughs> I, I want to believe that in the United States, we would have a, a unified approach to an invader but i'm also thinking we still have a lot of people who are uh, different in political views that are so divided that i want to say that there would be a lot of people that would just give in and um just to kind of save their own 
you know, oh, themselves, yeah. that they would give in to the enemy. And then point fingers at this guy. It, yeah, and then point fingers. I, I think of, like, Nazi Germany, you know, because yeah. I, I think that was a, a big one. You know, the, the Nazis were brutal, yeah. and they'd go through, and, you know, they were mainly looking for, you know, Jews and, and other people who didn't fit their, you know, their ideology, and... I think others were turning them in. Yeah. They, there's people uh, that helped out the cause that shouldn't have mm-hmm. made it worse than it really needed to be, for sure. Yeah, and I'm, I just kind of wonder if the United States has those type of people. Uh, of course. I mean, we've seen people that are just about the mask situation. Mm-hmm. These are your friends and family, and they're oh, like, sure. oh, you guys are having Christmas, and then somebody else that's against it will freaking say, there's a bunch of people over there having Christmas. <laughs> I mean that happened. Well, it I mean, happened. It's... It happened with us at Thanksgiving. You know, I mean, there, Kate Brown, our governor, uh, asked people to turn the neighbors in. And there's people that are glad to help out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, hmm. I, I wonder. I, I, I'm guessing. I'm just guessing. There would be pockets of population that would bond. You know, bond together and uh, and support each other. I I'm thinking. You know, the most of Texas would probably do that. I think there's a lot to that. Um, that's why I think it's good that, you know, close friends and family, and I mean, they have to be closer than just, you know, uh, hey, I have a friend and, and my mom and her husband are going to come over if something happens too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are they going to bring to the situation? Yeah. No. And the last thing I need is somebody that's going to be interfering with me trying to do what I plan for, whoops, what I mm-hmm. plan for me and my family. And then I don't need to be hearing when I'm like, Ch-ch-ch. Yeah. Hey, I don't think you should be. The, who the get him out? Because <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I I don't jump to conclusions. I don't do knee jerk reactions. Mm-hmm. So if I ever get put in a position to have to react, it's because it's a must. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like I'm like, I don't know, some some uh, you know adrenaline junkie just looking for problems. You yeah. know, but you know, I, I so I'll ask you. So if if so for me, well. For me, uh, that's secondary. You know, I. What about you? Are you a head for the hills person or no? What? Now I. So depending on on what's happening, you know, I really think that my safety is in my house, and uh, and potentially my neighborhood. Depending on where the danger is is at, you know, it's. I think, you know, if uh, just thinking in terms of like Russia and Ukraine, if Russia's moving through your town. And they're just moving through uh, to get to someplace else. You know, I, I don't see a whole lot of reason to bail and go someplace else. Now, if they stop in your town and they settle, and this is where they're going to set up camp, yeah, I'm I'm going to bail. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm going to be going someplace where I can find some safety and security. Sure. Uh, but I, I think ultimately, you know, your home is generally the place where you are the most safe. You can. You can stockpile food and, and water and have a warm place to stay yeah. and, and, and do some basic survival and, and go out. And, and heck, if like you were saying, if you've got friends, family, neighbors that you trust, then there are power in numbers. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not a head for the hills kind of person, mainly because what you were saying is that a lot of people want to do that. And I don't think that that is... they go there without a plan. Yeah. Well, and you go there... Uh, Somewhat as a minimalist, you know, think about all the supplies and things that you have at your home versus what you could potentially carry right. someplace else. And especially if there's a whole bunch of people out there, 
with, you know, we're in the United States, there's a lot of armed people. <laughs> so it's a lot easier to defend no your <laughs> to, to defend your space than yeah. to go out um, and move through someone else's. Because yeah. uh, and, and, the added danger is not just of what you're fleeing from. Now you have other people that are don't trust you. Yeah. Now, because you don't know if this person is. I know some people that are, has very little. And their goal is to be able to take from some other people to get them prepared. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not a very good plan, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I want to. I want to take a quick break. I want to. I kind of want to talk about what would you, what, what kind of survival stuff would you want to have in mm -hmm. in these kind of situations? Yeah. All right. Okay. We'll be right back. Dave and I appreciate you listening to the show. Please take a moment and write a review on Apple Podcast or Podchaser.com. And since Spotify doesn't currently have reviews, simply telling your friends about the show would be great, too. Also, you can always reach out to us at our website, nevertoserious.com, or via our socials at the NTS Podcast. And seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, thanks again for listening to the show. All right, we are back. So we're talking a little bit about, you know, what would happen if this stuff came to our place, you know, all this war or whatever, or if we were in those places. Right. I'm kind of curious from your perspective, what kind of stuff would you want to have to be prepared for, uh, let's just say you get stuck in your home. So this might sound a little foolish. First is some, some type of firearms. Uh -huh. And if none of that, at least get a bow and arrow or something. Mm -hmm. A lot of reason for that. But then after you have bow and arrow and or of a firearm, then, then I think that you should definitely get water mm -hmm. and get some food. Um, and uh, some non-perishable. Yeah, like like you know, example is we we went and got some of that Patriot Supply. Uh -huh. I'll give them a plug; they're great. Yeah, and uh, we have some stuff that lasts like twenty five years, and and we have I think it's maybe three months supply for each of us for that. Mm -hmm. And then we also have. Let's just say canned foods and pastas and stuff that could be making almost everyday food, simple. And we have about a rent to make up about another year's worth. Mm -hmm. so, Is this mostly like freeze dried type stuff? Like um, just add the water? The Patriot Supply stuff? Yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's all dry. Right. <clears throat> and and, and then, then, you know, like we, we went out and got a bunch of like uh, pasta sauce and pasta. Mm -hmm. And then it's simple enough to boil some, some, uh, Mm -hmm. some noodles and pour a little sauce in and uh and then guess what go get a bunch of top ramen we're talking about just surviving this... we're not talking about you know i really don't want to lose you know how i live today no it's <laughs> it's you might have to make top ramen and all three of you might have to eat it mm -hmm. and that's so inexpensive and believe it or not there's a big uh, carb count in uh, ramen yeah. I was surprised yeah. when I was trying to do low carb. I had to get rid of my ramen. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had to get rid of it. It's still in the cupboard, but, but I had to eat less of it. So there's good. So example is we have probably about three months supply of ramen for each of us too, mm -hmm. and then we have enough of you know cans food, canned foods with fruits and vegetables, and um, and stuff like corned beef hash and stew and chili. You know that kind of stuff that lasts quite a long time, mm -hmm. and that's also stuff that you can. What we do is, it's also can be everyday foods. So when we buy some stuff, we'll go use that up and replace it, cycle it, so it isn't going to go sit oh, okay. there and completely bad. So you do actually have a, a plan in place for cycling through. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, that's good. I know we just got um, a rack 
together and uh and that that makes it a lot easier to to keep track of all that stuff but um but absolutely food and water because and then you have to figure out well how how are you going to be able to cook it you know i mean Mm -hmm. i guess i should say you should probably figure that out before you go buy what you're going to store because if you aren't around water supply luckily i i have a creek and pond looks mm-hmm. pretty gross but <laughs> you know you could you could purify it yeah and that's the other thing is tons of ways to purify water yeah from tablets to filters to boiling it we also live in the northwest and then there's a lot of rain a lot of rain yep and so that's why there's a lot of um foods that i go with that that you just you know water and yeah. have your fire i have so many different ways you could build fire mm-hmm. get your matches get your your uh lighters and uh you can get some flint too, yeah. a bunch of that stuff. But, but to hunker down though, and uh, you know, little things like generators. Mm-hmm. And it, well, know, yeah, it might depend on how long you expect to be there. I mean, because fuel becomes an issue. Uh, I know, like a lot of city. I don't know about like Ukraine and what their their status is for. I know they've been having intermittent you know, electrical loss. Right. Um, I don't know. You know, if natural gas is something that's piped in through their city, I'm not sure how modern everything is over there, but uh, I know at least here in Portland area, it's, you know, we've got gas to houses, we have electricity, we have internet, we have all these different services that come in, sewer, what happens when that stuff goes away? And then how long are we expecting to go through it? Right. I mean, Ukraine could be, who knows? Who knows knows how long? I mean, it could be years of of you know guerrilla warfare i don't i don't even know um we have yet to really this is very uh, the very beginning of it yeah but like you know for us it would be that that thought that you had about well we're not going to try and maintain a certain you know (laughs) luxury Luxury status (laughs) you know because yeah you start to think about well okay now what time of year is it is it is the weather in is it super cold you know, heating your home is, is pretty, pretty difficult, you know, trying to cool it down. That's probably unnecessary. Right. You know, the right. amount of energy that you would use to, to cool your home, um, you'd probably want to reserve that and not, well, not have to worry about it. That's why, depending on what people's plans are, because hidden for the hills isn't necessarily a bad one, as long as you're there first. And, uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, when you're at, let's say if you're at home now and stuff is hitting the fan. And you need to utilize what you have. Example, if you have food in the freezer and, you're, and you have the idea that you're going to be losing your electricity, mm-hmm. start utilizing that. Yeah. And then, then after you lose your electricity, then you go to your next step, which you should always have backups to backups to backups. That's me. I'm, mm-hmm. Unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know how you want to say that. And then you could have your, your generators to help keep the freezers going longer yeah. or to help you cook. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, uh, and then once that runs out, then you have your campfire boiling stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when that runs out, you have your last of the last. Your your uh, uh, you start burning your furniture. Your your. <laughs> I want to just keep. I keep saying their Patriot Supply because that's where that's one of the places that we get our stuff. But but our twenty five year freeze dried. There we go. Freeze mm-hmm. dried foods. You know and. And that's a lot more mobile and, and yeah. stuff. But, you know, you certainly don't want to go, oh, man, the crap is hitting the fan. Go hit up the the freeze-dried stuff, and then you eat that, and like, oh. Yeah, there goes all a bunch of wasted. Going, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
food and water, you definitely, I mean, we have, we could, everybody could use whatever you plan for. You're always going to wish you had more no matter what. And, you know, we have a handful of water that, that we have stored up knowing that we live where we live. So I don't think it's going to be impossible to get, but you know, we still have to be reserved even if you have it, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, but that's food and water and how to cook it. That's it. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. So one of the things that freaked me out that I didn't think about really much at all until I was watching some of these prepper shows and that is medication. You know, thinking about if you've got a medical condition that requires medica- medication, um, like, you know, my brother, he died uh, with diabetic complications, you know, and getting insulin and, and those yep. type of things, really, really important for a, a select and, portion of the population. Yeah. And then think about this, because um, I know this guy who has really bad um, diabetes as well, mm-hmm. but he has another problem. He has to make his medication stay cool. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be able to know what to do. Dig a hole, put it in, keeps it colder, you know, because your med- his medication will go bad if it's not chilled, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. So there are so many things and variables that you have to consider. And mind you, like I said, with, with getting a gun, self-defense, that's why I said, number mm-hmm. one, you get self-defense for sure, Yeah, I think is smart, but also with a gun or a bow, like a bow I'm just trying to like, for people that may not want to have a gun, Yeah, but... Now you can also hunt some stuff too. Yeah. And, um, yeah, depending on your, on your location. Right. Yeah. I'm kind of curious about like the, the death toll in these, like Ukraine, you know, where the death toll isn't really that high, but, um, I think I, I heard a report that they were looking at potentially upwards of like 2 million people as refugees fleeing the country. Yep. Sean Penn. Yeah, that's right. He that's right. Wasn't he in there filming something? And then I don't know. He's a dumbass. Yeah. I just, I'm sorry. I, I just I just have to make fun because mm-hmm. we have to hear about Sean Sean Penn. <laughs> you know, he has the money and the ability to do whatever. All I care mm-hmm. about is the people there. You yeah. know, when I when I said I don't know the last show and I and I feel bad saying it because I'm like I really don't care about Ukraine situation. They're corrupt. Yeah, crop you know, country, country, yeah. and and I know that they were trying to change that around with the new president and stuff. But but when I get upset, even about my own country, it's about who's running them. You mm-hmm. know, it's not the people. The people we're just here trying to live and try to be happy and survive and make yeah. family and memories. Yeah, the common and person, that, right? And I feel my heart pours out to them. So I, I hate. I sometimes I walk away thinking, "Gosh, was I callous?" Because I don't. I my. I, I'm a rather emotional person, and and it, sometimes it doesn't come out that we're come out like you care, right? right. Because I'm I, I'm just <laughs> oh, ta- I talk generalized. You're a big old teddy bear. <laughs> Stop. I think that the like in general though that the population, the 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 general people, not the leaders, not you know the you know, like the Russian oligarchs, yeah. the the elite yeah. or whatever. It's because when I say screw China or or screw North Korea, yeah, I don't mean the yeah, citizens the, of the country. It's yeah. just you know. So, and I think most people get that, but mm-hmm. sometimes I I think, gosh, I hope I I state that because we're ninety eight percent of us on this planet are good humans trying to do the best we can to yeah do to make good out of stuff. Do you think Canada or Mexico would accept our refugees? Say what? <laughs> like if we were in this situation, do you think Canada and, and Mexico would be there to support 
the you know, the, the mass exodus from this these days <laughs> i would have to say i don't know about mexico mm-hmm I don't think Canada has it in them. Yeah. As the, I'm going to say this again. I know I just said what I said. Not the people, mm-hmm. but like uh, Justin Trudeau, <laughs> I, I don't think he has the, the nads to help him protect because he doesn't want to come and get stomped on either mm-hmm. because he's, he's... Yeah, he doesn't seem he, like the fearless... He, like Biden, is making their country weak. Yeah. Biden and, and even Obama had made our country weak. Mm-hmm. And um, believe it or not, I think Mexico's a lot of bunch of badasses down there. And I think they're probably like, come on over, man. Yeah. We got your back. Yeah. You know, to a point. Yeah. I mean, hell, think about it. Like, I don't know how accepting they would of us coming into it. I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. But, you know, they're, they have some power down there, too. Not necessarily the military, but in the drug lords. They, yeah. <laughs> got yeah some... I mean, at least they wouldn't call us hosers, you know, like the Canadians <laughs> would. <laughs> oh. Gosh. Yeah, I, I do. I agree, though. I, I don't think that the Canada's got the leadership that's really tough. Yeah. Um, I don't know how big their military and stuff are. I really think that Mexico and Canada are, are really well protected because of the United States. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's uh, the other way around. Yeah, um, I don't. I could be wrong, but if we start getting destroyed, I don't see our neighbors going, everybody in, let's stop yeah. this, let's put out this fire. <laughs> or they're going, Mm-hmm. Hey man, we can get something out of this, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Because mm-hmm. I just feel like you know that most of the uh, people out there, countries out there that are friends with us, are friends because we're friends with benefits, you know? They're, yeah, like they're like the friend that hopes that one fails, mm-hmm. you know? But I'm not gonna like push him over the edge. Mm-hmm. But if he goes over the edge, <laughs> hey, all right. I don't know. I'd like to not think that. I know we have some real true allies, but it seems like we've been crapping on them lately too so yeah well i think the timing of all of this stuff is interesting the um the potential for taiwan to get invaded i think is is pretty high i'm not sure about some of the other you know like north korea and some of these other places that are um you know test us a little bit i'm not sure what might happen in in those particular areas but just with with russia moving in you know, they're not necessarily an ally. I mean, we have a decent relationship with Ukraine, but uh, I'm not sure if the timing is right for other people to start, you know, stepping out and testing, you know, the resolve of, of the United States or its allies. I'm hoping it's not. Mm. Uh, I just don't understand. I can't understand. I can, but mm. so I still have to say it this way. I don't understand why. You can't just let the neighbors be themselves, even put past conflict and, and issues aside. I mean... Yeah, I don't think that's can, ever... Can we all just get along <laughs> from... Come on, you hippie. <laughs> that, that was... I thought his name was Rodney, the guy back in the L.A. and for the L.A. riots that got beat up. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember his last name now, but uh, I thought that was his mm-hmm. quote was, can't we all just get along? Yeah, yeah. But I just think it's in, in human nature. I think... It is. It, it's No matter even if we, if we colonize Mars or some moon of some other planet, I, it, humans, this is the behavior. I mean, I don't see... It, well, certainly not within the next several thousand years, our tendencies to change. Um, we've had a pretty good run at peace for a while. Yeah, we're not good at it. And, well, and there's this sort of westernized 
view of war and and but to be honest i don't think that it changes there's just too many people who have this once they get into a position of power they flex their muscles and someone's gonna have to give in yeah because that's just the nature of humans you could get 10 families that grew up and love each other and then you go you know what that's just all get away let's go buy freaking a thousand acres and just all move and be happy Mm -hmm. and then when you do it's going to be like yeah they have 500 more square foot in ground pool those guys are dicks yeah well maybe we could find a person like a david koresh and no that's probably not a good idea well minus the i don't know i can't remember (laughs) if this was true or not but i was going to say minus the little kids thing i don't remember if that was true yeah but or marrying all the gals yeah marrying all the gals wait a minute now I, that, it wasn't a bad thing. Mm, so I think funny. it's not a bad idea mm-hmm. for to to live like a, a village. Yeah, you know. And sometimes but, when they get too big, it's harder to control and harder mm-hmm. to maintain. But to live like a village and keep a lot of people uh, more accountable. And I, I, you know, it was like in a third or fourth world country. I don't even know. But mm-hmm. I'm shocked that there was even a video uh, a camera to take video. But you know, there was somebody that was, uh, I think, I think they were like molesting a kid or something. And a village, as a village, they all got together to reprimand this person mm-hmm. in a very bad way. Oh, but it kind of looks like it kept things because it's not such strong numbers mm-hmm. or strong high numbers that it kept things. Everybody knows each other. It's a little bit more, yeah, respected. There's you know? a difference in in a small group or a small town. Maybe even a you know um, a state you know from the United States to have a certain culture within it where people respect each other and support each other. It's hard um, to do something to people that aren't strangers, you know. Yeah, well, to, and, to a point. And I really think I mean think about like the Native Americans and you know how much war took place just between tribes. Oh yeah, you know because they had different cultural values they had different territory that you know they tried to lay claim to for hunting or or whatever um and then of course then the um you know the europeans or you know the early americans came over and started pressing and you know there's always going to be some other group that's going to want to take over or whatever cycle it literally is and it's just a you know, I was watching Vikings with my wife. I'm like, man, this isn't painting the Vikings in a good light at all. Oh, I haven't seen that. Well, and, and you know, they, they, they sit around in this beautiful land and doing all this stuff. And they go, hey, let's go over to this place and just take all their shit and kill and rape them all. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then they come back home. And guess what? They even go over to their neighbor. Hey, neighbor, how's it going? Next week, I want to go kick the shit out of that guy. <laughs> Like you can't in in any culture in in human <laughs> our, in our in our existence is you can't be content. Mm-hmm. You either want what somebody else has, and um, or you just don't like them for one reason or another. I mean, you well, just can't think think of it in terms of the United States and how unique the United States is with the um, well, I mean, Bill of Rights, Constitution. Think about the culture that was formulated by the founding fathers where there was you know um you know liberty freedom individualism there were there were pieces there that well that they could see would be part of a strong future but you can see now you know 2022 how divided the population is 
and some of those original founding values have faded. Sure. And and in some cases, people don't even understand what those things are. They don't even think about what those things are and how important they are for prosperity, um, you know, future generations. I mean, that's why you tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there's a more diverse country on this planet. I mean, we have... Oh, I totally agree with you. Almost... I think almost any walk of life on this planet, there's somebody here representing it, you know, living in our country. And I think that's an amazing thing. And I think because of our, our rights and what our our forefathers put forth made that a possibility. Mm -hmm. And I think that we all take it for granted now. Now we, we talk shit about, about the differences, appreciating their differences. We need more Aborigines, I think. And I'm not, I agree with that. Yeah. But I'm not talking about their color. That's just a... No. A, I, I'm talking about what they bring, their culture. Yeah, absolutely. They bring to the table. I mean, I'm just trying to think across the, across the world. We, the United States really is a melting pot of so many different cultures, and I don't know of any Aboriginal cultures in the United States. Yeah, I don't know if... I'm sure there's some Aborigines here, here and there, but yeah. they're not living like... You know, yeah, I'm not sure that there's that, that they don't bring that culture. Yeah. Um, maybe because that culture needs to stay in uh, that's Australia. What makes them, them. Because, yeah. yeah, because that's what they're rooted in. Yeah, where they're going to be like, yeah. get a car, you know, yeah. or, or TV or, you know, that's, I mean, they're. Yeah, I mean, in some cases, it's still pr- very primitive. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. If they if they added that to their lives, that w- I think that would, I think it would well, just destroy it. I mean, not that I know a lot about that culture or anything i mean because there's in australia there's a lot of you know blended cultures Mm -hmm. but then you know for us it's like you would expect to see some parts of that because we have a lot of a lot of different diversity in in culture but uh i don't see that one piece no i don't and i and i'm trying to think because we have a lot of aussies that that, you know move to the united states and stick around yeah uh, and, you know, we have a bunch of Indian, um, and, you know, so you see, you know, you see their culture wearing what they wear with their little red dots, the dot, yep. and then you have the, because I don't know the cultures very much, because, frankly, I, I that's their gig, and yeah. I don't judge them for it, so I don't pay a lot of attention to it, but, so I don't know who, all the, but, you know, the people that wear their, their... Like the turbans. Turbans, like, yeah. and, you know, and I think that's freaking great. You yeah. know, I remember... <laughs> This is this is what I used to ride Max a lot when I was younger. But there was some that's a local Portland train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, light rail. And mm-hmm. um, I was going downtown, and there's this guy kind of dressed up like what I would picture Jesus dressed uh-huh. up in like a robe, and um, and and I didn't see a whole lot of Iranian or Middle Eastern mm-hmm. people. I'm just guessing. I don't know where he was from, but but I went. He had the coolest freaking sandals I've ever seen, you know, and they they have to be like from his country. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "No, we need more culture." Yeah. I mean, I was uh, intrigued by his freaking sandals. I mean, I'm like, "Where did I get a pair of those, buddy?" Yeah, you can't. But think about all the different culture that that does come to the United States. The one thing that really is is moving away. And that is the original reason for people to come here were those, some of those founding things about freedom, liberty, uh, freedom of expression and religion and these other things. Um, that has to be a value that everyone shares because if, if they don't, we end up becoming those other countries within our country. A lot of people come here to take, they, they don't come here because it's the life that they can't live mm-hmm. somewhere else. A lot of people flee, you know, death, you know, and because they're they're hated for 
who they are mm-hmm. and they can come here and live free and, and have a family and be have love mm-hmm. now it seems like if anybody's jumping over here and running over here it's because they want to take some free shit that our country's handing out it seems like yeah and um uh it's they're not coming for the right reasons you know i mean there's a lot of uh like the asian cultures they've came here and some of them you know flee you know uh, risking their lives to get here Mm -hmm. because they want to be free nobody wants to live under a heavy hand and you know then they get here and they're like why are you guys voting in these heavy hands we came here because of that yeah to get away from those and this Mm -hmm. is this is people from um venezuela that come here and they're like pulling their hair out like what are you guys doing you guys want socialism are you nuts (laughs) you know i mean these those are the people that really see it. We're, a lot of us yeah. we're just sitting here just enjoying too much to think that something bad could happen, or even if it gets bad, it's not going to affect me, or it can't get that bad. You know, mm-hmm. we can handle if gas gets four dollars. Well, what do you mean it's five dollars? <laughs> yeah, uh, we could do that too. What if it's eight dollars? What are you going to do when it costs you a thousand dollars a month to drive to work now? <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I, I saw gas is uh, running through. Uh, Portland, uh, at dang near five dollars a gallon. The premium was close to five dollars a gallon. Yeah, it's amazing. Yep. Then literally, was it and it's gonna than... get it's gonna get worse too. Why wouldn't it? Well, because you know Russia. Evidently, we've been buying oil from Russia to over two million barrels a day or something ridiculous. Yeah. Guess where? <laughs> guess where all the titanium's coming from? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you know, and there's mm-hmm. sanctions getting put on them that it's going to affect a lot of our companies here. All yeah. these prices. If you think everything that we've gone through from COVID mm-hmm. to to these wars and issues on the other side of the world, they affect us. Yeah. Why? Because we aren't self-sustaining. Yeah. When we are like self-sustaining, three years we just ago. sit there point and laugh. Yeah. Think about three years ago when we were, you know, we were exporting oil. Yep. Yep. We were self-sustained. We were making... who, who would have thought that the United States would have been, you know, self-sustained yeah. you in that, that particular area? Remember that shit? What's that guy's name? Obama, yeah, when he <laughs> laughed at Trump, mm-hmm. when he's like, "What is he? What is he going to do? Keep keep jobs in here?" Because Trump wanted to make us self sustaining, make us yeah. not to be a weirdo, but great again because we were at one point. Mm-hmm. And and he goes, "What are you going to do? Wave a magical wand?" Mm-hmm. And guess what he did? He didn't have to wave wave a wand. He just had to want it. Yeah, these other people don't want it. You know, they're just in it for themselves. And there's no doubt in my mind that. Trump was not in it for himself. He lost more than he ever gained being the president. Well, we had a lot of manufacturing uh, in the United States. We had a lot of oil production, and we were uh, pushing towards more oil production by uh, drilling on federal lands. And and that terrible uh, graph you like to pull out once in a while. Oh, yeah. It wasn't trickling as fast. (laughs) It was was moving. Yeah. You can't stop that. Well, unfortunately, uh, the last push um, out of office that Trump had was that big old um, COVID relief. And uh, and that jacked us up pretty high in a short period of time. And then um, Biden came in and jacked it up even higher. And now we're over thirty trillion in the hole, uh, which makes us vulnerable. I think uh, it makes us vulnerable. Sure, absolutely. You know, so back to stuff to get get prepared for all this oh, craziness. Yeah. We just talked about all the craziness that's going on. Yeah, and you know, outside of your food and and your water and how to cook it and you know how to survive because you need like when you talk about the shows we watch, you need fire. Mm-hmm. You need get a sharp knife. <laughs> you need fire, food, and water. Mm-hmm. You can shelter do, too. Shelter's ginormous, yeah. yeah. 
And, uh, but I just, I have to say it, I'm not embarrassed by it, but I'm not just trying to be, uh, you know, I am a gun guy, but I'm not just trying to push my own beliefs, but man, you're in America, get yourself one to five guns. You need to get a pistol. You need to get a rifle that you could hunt with. You need to get a shotgun that you could hunt with and you could protect yourself with all these things. And you also need to get a gun that you could defend yourself with Mm -hmm. and then get lots of ammo. I'm telling you, I, we were looking, I'm a guy that wants to be prepared and I like to have ammo and stock and stuff. And, and it was getting very scarce when uh, it came to ammo Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, a thousand rounds of nine millimeter that used to be like 189 bucks was now 450 to 500 bucks for a thousand rounds. Oh my God. And my wife went to a, a gold and silver place in Montana. She said, Hey, I found a, there was 2000 rounds of nine millimeter. They're 450 bucks. Well, mind you, I saw them for five and 600 about that time. Mm-hmm. But the problem was, is you just can't find them. That was the difference. And, uh, it was hard to find them. And, and, uh, and, and I've always made this joke. It's like, I don't invest in silver and gold. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. And uh, I invest in lead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lead's worth more than gold and silver. Why? Because number one, if you don't have food and water, you know, unfortunately, if you want to be that guy, I can have your food and water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if you want gold mm-hmm. and silver, well, I might take your gold and silver with my lead. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying that there's more leverage. And then guess what? If you don't want to do that, I have a handful of bullets unshot, you mm-hmm. know, to barter with somebody that can maybe help them hunt and get, you know, mm-hmm. food. I'm not trying to say it's all about killing, murdering people yeah. or, or taking their stuff, but it's something to consider. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and so my wife's mom asked the gold and silver person there, like, and asked them, so what's, uh, what's more valuable, gold and silver or ammo? He goes, well... You can make ammo out of gold and silver. That's your answer. It's ammo. <laughs> so, yeah. but, uh, you know. It, it but is, that's a practical thing even today without being in a war-torn country. You know, it's, I, I still think it's important to have a level of protection for yourself and your right. family. And, and, and you could go extreme like me and get a bunch of other things to help protect yourself. Yeah, but you like, you know, cool guns and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's not, and you don't even necessarily shoot them. You know, it's like. It's like a, a car I, collector, you know. Don't make me cry. You know? <laughs> I don't even get to shoot them much, and it is yeah. a sad deal for me. I hate, I hate it. Yeah. But you know, it depends on your situation and where you're at. Mm-hmm. I'm even a person that'll tell you go get some bulletproof stuff. Yeah. If you don't want to vest, go. They have these shields that you could kind of hide behind or or carry around that could protect you from some things in a situation. So. Yeah. You know, my deal with I will say this with guns is is I was in a situation when I was younger. And I was pent up in a ha- in our apartment. We couldn't leave, and there was a shootout with with this neighbor that went suicidal and crazy. Was shooting at the cops. The cops were shooting at them all night, and we were not allowed to leave our, our home. And I felt so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? What do they do? What they come to my? What, what do I do? Yeah. So and 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 bullets do go through walls, by the way. A lot of walls. Yep. Yep. And uh, especially that gentleman, he had thirty out six, so that would have gone through lots of walls. Mm-hmm. And. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what intrigued me of, it went from, hey, I want something to protect myself. And then that, I like that. And the next thing you know, I just, 
I just really like them. Mm-hmm. It's, and, and it's also fun to, to shoot. Yeah. Know. I mean, if you have the but, means to do that, I, I think so. I mean, and the other, the other piece is I think it's important for people to learn about this stuff. Because yep. even if you, even if you're not a current gun owner, to go out and go to a gun range and learn how to use it and be comfortable around it, um, that way you're not freaking out when you see a weapon or are presented with a weapon. Thank I, you. You know, because yes. I, I wonder about the you know, the Ukrainians. I, I don't know what their their laws are with uh, carrying a, a weapon, but if the government's handing out weapons to the population, do they even know how to use them? you know effectively i know know that russia they teach their kids in class how to how to uh use the makays and Mm -hmm. tear them down and do them fast and quickly and be Mm -hmm. efficient at it but to your point i'm glad you brought that up because that's right because if you at least need to know how to use them and not be scared of them and um just like i would recommend people knowing how to drive a stick shift Mm -hmm. you may not you may not have one (laughs) but it might be a good in an emergency case to be able to get in a rig and go uh, <laughs> great this is my only out and i don't even know how to yeah. get it out of here yeah. what's that third pedal down there <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the that's the oh shit break yeah <laughs> but uh but though yeah there's a ton of other things that to to be prepared for but man those those really are the the key fire water food shelter, yeah, shelter. and have something to defend yourself mm-hmm. um, can you imagine if we if we had an EMP and it knocked out pretty much all electronics. That would be beautiful. You <laughs> <Just> know, <laughs> I mean, it would be a pretty significant impact. Um, yep. I know cer- certain be. like old, um, old vehicles, you'd still be able to drive those around. I, I wouldn't be able to drive my vehicle. No, nope. it's not going to protect. Uh, it's not protected from an EMP. Uh, nope. and there's no, yeah, there's, there's no engine. So, well, you know, I gotta tell you, so this is cause I'm the what if guy. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a, they, they sell stuff for suckers like me. Mm-hmm. So they have, and I haven't looked into it enough, but they have these things that you could buy. It's like for 500 bucks. And I think you could have enough to put on your house and on two cars mm-hmm. and it's, it'll protect shielding devices from EMPs. I'm like, mm-hmm. come on. Are we ever going to have that happen? I'll tell you what, a couple of years ago, I was worried. Mm-hmm. Some things are, are protected just in the, the, uh, how they're shielded and grounded. Um, but I, I'm not sure what all would survive. Because in some cases, like, as an example, I mean, just a car, like, you know, I have a, a, an old, older model uh, Tesla. And there are different computer components that are in charge of certain aspects. It's not just one computer controlling everything. It's a bunch of different things. Sure. And, um, but if you lose one of those things, how does that impact the rest of it? Does it, does it eliminate the rest of its functionality? Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Um, you know just so, like your body, you have all those organs. If you lose your heart. Um... Yeah, there are some key components. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you lose a limb, brain. you might be okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in, in the world of, of an EMP, what would be impacted? I mean, would, would our electrical grid be Absolutely. impacted? I don't know. I yeah. mean, are you kidding me? How do you think that's up? Everything's con- uh, on the computer and mm-hmm. controlled and, at least. Yep. You, mm-hmm. So you're going to instantly not be able to heat your home. Mm-hmm. That's why it's good to have some propane on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And um, uh, what else? What else was it? Oh, oh, and and because you can't heat your home, you're going to lose your your how to cool your food and mm-hmm. you know that kind of. I mean. It affects us in a huge way. We had fires a couple years ago that we were kind of talking about a little yeah. bit, and they shut down our our power for a week. Yeah, and 
so I got, I got years ago, I bought a really nice gas mask. My wife's like, that's kind of ridiculous. And I bought like these, these, uh, gas canisters, you know, that are good for nuclear war and shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I know. And, um, and so yeah, at the time, my wife just thinks I'm funny. But it was so smoky that you couldn't. I couldn't see the 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 uh, end of my my uh, your driveway. my fence, and mm-hmm. uh, and I would have to, and I'd go out and walk around because I was concerned about people starting fires. And me being outside for five minutes, my clothes would reek. Yeah, it was so bad. And um, so they shut down our power, and we're like, oh my gosh, on purpose, you know, because they were trying to help out. <laughs> and um, in air quotes, yeah, yes. <laughs> And, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? We have a bunch of food. We have this and that. And well, I actually got to, my wife actually was like, oh my gosh. Oh, that's right. You bought that propane, uh, uh, stove. Oh, great. So I made a spaghetti, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and I have, you know, that little generator because I wanted a nice generator, but I bought this little one. Listen, mm-hmm. I need a little generator. So we got to tape off everything in our, in our garage and I watched a movie in it with, you know, mm-hmm. and we got to do that for a couple of days. That's all we had. Yeah. And, uh, and so after it all, we got to, and like I said, the gas mask, got to put them on and I could go outside and breathe and do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It was great. And then after that, my wife's like, we should go get one of those big generators you're talking about. That was a great idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's like on board, like you never know you're going to need it. Yeah. But thank God we had something. And I really wish we had more because then we could have saved some of the food or, you know, because in, in the freezer yeah. or the fridge, you know, so. I remember that I, I had forgotten about the, uh, you know, the electricity. They were shutting down the electricity because they had this fear that the grid was getting um, um, in, in, in danger of falling over and creating more fires and um, overcapacity and all these other different things to create more problems. And so they shut it down, and of course that left a whole section of the population totally vulnerable. Right. Not only was the smoke, and you're right, it was terribly thick. You were in a different zone uh, than I was. In in this particular area that we live in, they had different evacuation yep. alert levels. People and, had to flee their homes close by. Yeah, and you were at that edge of, of being, you had to be packed and ready to leave. Yeah. And I was in one stage uh, different, so we didn't have to be, but we were on alert. And uh, But I, I recall, I remember it being so smoky, you know, we still had COVID going on, so we had masks and stuff, and I would soak my mask in water and go do stuff outside because that actually helped filter a little bit more of the air. Um, and But still, you come back in the house, and not only does your house smell like smoke, but all of your clothes smell like smoke oh, yeah. constantly. And I don't know how long, you know, we were dealing with that, but it was, I, I'd never, you know, in my 40 plus years, I, I'd never experienced anything You're like right. that. You're right. And during that, because we were talking about what if, what if, what, if, what are you going to do with the situations and stuff? And I, I had to decide some things and I had to figure out and put plans in store. Yeah. And, and during this, you know, I'm going to say 15, 20 miles away, we had friends living up in Estacada mm-hmm. and they were evacuated. Well, they had to go back because they had people that were starting fires. Looting, yeah, that's right. And mm-hmm. people were going around shooting up the place and they had to go protect their own property. And I had to make a plan and a decision with my wife and she didn't like it. 
that you're going to get the hell out of here. I'm going to stay here and keep this the best I can. Yeah. And we'll meet up. I'm not going to just come here and like go down with the ship, yeah. but I can make a difference by hanging out. I have the equipment to keep myself safe yeah. outside. And but that was that was some of the problems though is that is that people were being forced to evacuate, and then other people, criminals, knew what zones were clear. Yep. So they go in and loot. Yep. They go steal your stuff, and That's... you come back, and things be missing, and. And you these know. are the people that if if real shit hit the fan, because that was bad, but mm-hmm. I'm saying an, in, an invader comes in and everybody hits the hills, heads for the hills, you're going to have to share the world with those people too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't take everything from your home. So if if you could stick it out at your home, I recommend make that your, your haven. And um, for people that aren't as prepared, make sure that you have a good... Um, communication with them so that that they could come and help you and be with you and combine resources but friends are not in a situation you should not be there just to just to sit there and i'm not trying to be a jerk (laughs) to take everybody in and protect everybody because you need to make sure that what you have put in store for the your wife and your kids you know your family Mm -hmm. that you're not going to minimalize that the word you're not going to take their year of food down to a month because you brought in people that are not willing to prepare themselves today. Yeah. You know, there's, there's some give and take on some of that. So I'm not trying to say that you, you know, there's people I love and care and I would help them, but you know, those people that come to help and they go, I'm bringing my mom and my sister and my, and my dad. And I'm, I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, okay. Well tell me what, what, what they, what she look like. No, I'm just <laughs> no, no, I'm like, seriously, what, 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 what are you going to add to a, your mm-hmm. situation? It's just like if you own the boat mm-hmm. and you know, the boat could hold, you know, 12, well, we could hold 16 really, and still not sink. Mm-hmm. But 20 are sinking. Are you going to really try to put those 20 in there? 20, then, then yeah. when does it stop? You have to be able to say, time out. What, what can you do for us as a whole? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can end up sinking yourself. And then too many people that are telling you what you should or shouldn't do is rough yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, side note, we are not experts in this particular area. What? But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I'm fascinated by it. I, I watch a lot of stuff. I, yep. I spent a lot of time as a kid doing survival stuff out my grandparents' uh, property, which was like 14 acres of forest land up against uh, national forest land. So yeah, A lot of fun out there. Uh, it's so much fun. Um, but, uh, but I, you know, there are certain things that people don't even think about these days. And I think these are important. Mm-hmm. Even if we don't ever experience it, I still think it's important to understand some of the stuff and, of course, have, have somewhat of a backup plan. Yeah, I, have some food storage, some way of filtering water. You know? yeah, I agree with you. We are definitely not experts, but, you know, that's why I try to plan the best I can. And um, here's another good thing. They mm-hmm. have these books about survival books. Tell you like what kind of uh, uh, things you could eat out in the Plants wood. Plants and stuff. And guess what? Some For people that don't know how to hunt, they actually have have ways to tell you how to dress, uh, to skin, kill and, and clean out uh, animals. Because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, a lot of people don't know know how to do that. Hunters, yeah. that's a big plus on their side. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, you might have an animal and end up just uh, destroying it and only getting 5% out of it when yeah. you could be getting a lot more. Or getting yourself sick because you did the wrong thing. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. But But, you know, we do try and we do recommend that at least attempt to do some things, make it, do it easy. There's easy ways to do it. And mm-hmm. there's a thousand different ways to do it. 
But um, think about it, YouTube may not be available if the shit hits the fan. Yeah, you can't Google how to get the <laughs> hell out. That's right. You know. <laughs> All right, uh, let's wrap it up. What do you say? If you're talking about the show, yeah, just the all show. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you're catching us on YouTube, give us a thumbs up and uh, put some comments. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what other people's yeah. ideas are about survival and yeah. the likelihood tell, of us. Tell us what, what's important to you guys. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, find more information on our website, nevertoserious.com. Uh, and until we see you next time, take care and be safe. <laughs>